So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, 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 or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Here we are. We are done with our Growing Through Trials series, series that we did just to, trying to fill people in on our life from May to July. To and August. today is October 1st. Yes. This will be released on October 2nd. It's Friday night. Kids are doing a movie with Tim. Life and... is feeling back to semi-normal-ish. Yeah, but in like a interesting way because I feel like at least for for me it feels like you probably feel similarly that we went from like survive like such triage survival mode of like everything is like horrible and you were just trying to figure out what we're doing in the next two minutes we went from that just directly into like <laughs> let's reorganize our entire houses yes, there was like no like normal no, there wasn't. There was no, like, <laughs> let's go from that to, like, getting back into a normal and then add on, like, extra house projects. Mm-mm. It was like, okay, well. Glad you can get out of bed. Why don't you. Why don't we reorganize the, the entire house? Yeah. Where it just felt like While there was. you have a newborn. And, and I'm trying to homeschool my kids again. And I'm going to physical therapy and yeah. having spinal injections I'm putting under, put under anesthesia once a week. It just. It just feels like we went from, like, triage to, like, we never wanted it to calm down. That we just... We're, we're all... We we got into into normal, but also, like, catching up with all the projects and things that we haven't been To, like, doing maintain and... a level of chaos that, like, we never wanted to, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. get out of fight or flight mode. We're just going to stay in it for the rest of our it. lives. And... So if that's we ever how I'm go feeling. back to a totally normal time, it'll feel like oh, we could have seven like, more kids. I feel like when there's even parts of my day that aren't as like high like yesterday stress, when I came over for an hour and we like hung out, sat for an on hour, the couch and talked. It felt, it felt so, so weird. Uh-huh. Like this is what we used to do, but our lives are just so full and busy that it feels like the one thing I am glad about is that. We're in this full busy time at the same time. Yes. So it doesn't feel like one of us is doing all of this and the other one is in the relaxed kind of right. normal mode. And, and even though we're in like, again, different parts of life, like you're in like new pregnancy and I'm in like new baby, like we're going in opposite directions as far as like that aspects of it goes. But it's still the slower, that aspect is that there's a slower pace yet busyness that comes with both of the healing slash yeah sicky yeah but it doesn't feel like it's like actually slowed down normally i feel like we take on less during those seasons and we've just not have time yeah we're just plowing through life and it feels like a little bit like what are we doing why are we why does this matter? 
I just feel like I'm going to bed so exhausted. But it's not like good exhausted, <laughs> you know? There's some nights that it's beyond good exhausted. It's not. It's that good. like feel Horrible. nauseous. And, That's where uh-huh. I'm at tonight, where I'm like, I just think I could cry over how I feel. That's how I felt going to church on Sunday last yes. week, mm-hmm. where the thought of doing anything was like, yeah. I just keep having thoughts in my head of like, where can I lay down? Yeah. Where can I sleep at? And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I did fall asleep in church like four times in a row. <laughs> I kept waking up and be like, I have to stop falling asleep. And I would drink my drink I brought and try to shift a little bit, but I had a sleeping kid on me. So that's the worst. <sighs> I can't. They're like warm and they're sleeping. And yeah, it just and makes can't me move. so tired. And I was already, already tired before yeah. I even got there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I've decided that I think the anesthesia I get, I don't know if it's anesthesia or what they put in my spinal injection in my back that Mm -hmm. I've been having. I don't know if it's a combination, but I remember last time we recorded after it and I was like, I should be exhausted, but I have all this energy. I feel like it it makes me so I can't sleep. Like I literally... For how many nights just that night? I don't know, last night was... It was the first time I was realizing, like, putting two and two together. Right. Like, oh, last time I felt like this was my last injection because mm-hmm. it had been a few weeks. But I was, like, it was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm still laying there. Like, I can't fall. I'm so tired. I can't fall. And it was, like, my heart was at, like, 100 beats per minute. Like, laying there in bed. For, mm-hmm. I was laying there for, in bed for, like, four hours. Like, I hadn't gotten up. And I'm just laying there, like, my heart is beating so fast. And I'm feeling so just horrible. It's, like... You feel so exhausted, but you can't actually sleep in... Insomnia, yeah. Yes, but it was like a level, an extra level of it. Mm -hmm. And then I woke up and I just felt so... So at 2 o'clock in the morning, I like took melatonin because I'm like, I need to sleep. sleep So I felt like that horrible, groggy... Because then you really wanted to sleep longer. Yeah, and Tim was having water tanks delivered for our water storage plans for, you know... When we need that, we <laughs> have <laughs> yeah, we are we are we organized. are towing the line in between like how to make our house pretty versus how to prepare for when we don't have access to water for a catastrophe. You know, it's just I do think, and not that this necessarily should be the case, but I do think, especially for husbands, but even myself, when you do have so many children, yes. Yes. It, it does put an extra weight of, you know, if we suddenly can't get food or water, it's not like we have to find food or water for four of us. Right. And the parents can kind of not have as much or something right. like. Yeah. We have 11 of us in my mm-hmm. family yeah. and nine in your family. Like 20 people between our two families. Right. Is. A lot. Significant. Yes. It's like food storage and stuff. Like we can fly through not very much quickly mm-hmm. if yes. So. But it's hard to know like how to be good stewards of that. Yes, because there's a lot of times we've been we've been talking about of like you can also just waste waste a bunch of food. Like panic shop, buy all this crap that you're never gonna use, and then like you're throwing money away if you don't but there's also a way to like 
be smart about like rotating foods and eating through foods, but having extra on hand, that is great. It just takes so much more work and so much more space and so much more like time management of like rotating through these appropriately before they don't go, before they go bad and making sure you know what you have on hand and yes how much of it and how much is how long will this last and how long is it good for like that just feels like so much mental work but that's what our that's day's gonna our look. job yeah that's what our day is gonna look like tomorrow and we decide i think i told you this that we can are like under bench storage yes well you told fit. me you were gonna ask Tim, if that could be a solution. It does fit. He, like, stuck some the bins five, in. The five-gallon, five like, buckets. food storage bins fit under there. So we're going to, like, clean that all out and organize all of that stuff to try to see how much we can fit. And it just feels like a lot of work. <laughs> so You're tired. like, I'm so exhausted already. But I feel like out of everything, that's, like, what Tim really wants to focus on. Even though I'm not even quite done with, like, school room I recruited my kids today to help clean the toys in the and sort toys in uh-huh. the basement. And I feel like this was the first time in doing this, especially with my kids, that I've had a significant amount of older kids yeah. who understand keeping this crap around yes. is actually making our lives harder. Yes. So there's still the little kids. They came kids. over here to like tell me all about how great it was. <laughs> there's still the little kids who want to hold on to every mm-hmm. single like Deke has these popsicle stick puppet guys mm-hmm. that somebody made. Things like that that you're like really can mm-hmm. we not just get rid of this? You didn't even know it was in this drawer. Yeah. And yeah. if I would have just cleaned this out without you. I tried to clean out as much of his bin without him realizing it as I could, but yeah, you know, can't suck all of his three-year-old joy, joy. from his life. <laughs> right. But my older kids are like, "Mom, this this is this doesn't work very well. We don't. Nobody needs to use this. Can we just get rid of this, Mom? This is let's get rid of this too. Let's can we throw this away? Can we get rid That's of this?" So great. And I was like, "Yes, praise the Lord." Okay. This reminds me, I have a hot tip and we're going to just start off the gate. I thought I was going to like it and I think I already told you about it, but then I actually did it today and that is game board bags. Bags that have zippers on them that you use in lieu of the box Mm -hmm. that your game came in. Okay. And I know you're like, then we have to store all the bags, but... You see the pile of boxes I'm getting rid of versus now the amount of space I have on my shelves. I did some of that today. I just did it in Ziploc bags instead of buying like other bags. I feel like a lot of my game boards wouldn't have fit in Ziploc bags. Hmm. I mean, these bags were not expensive. They were like $10 for like a... 15 of them like a lot mm-hmm. of them so I don't feel like they were like yeah but I feel like well, I have so much more space like for example the stupid box that my kids kids charades came in mm-hmm. which kids charades is literally just cards in, a, in one of those like timers in the size of box that that yes. is necessary because of the plastic insert I'm like we don't even need this like we don't need to know what the box looks like we all we need are the cards and the timer How, are they clear they're 
not clear all the way, but you can see through them. Okay. Somewhat. Like, so you can it's see more like, what game is in yes, it? Yes. It's like mesh, it. kind of. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not difficult to know what game is and what. No. Because that would be another problem, potentially, if you didn't know and all and kids were getting out multiple ones to try to find a game because... Yes. No, I mean, it's not, like, clear like a Ziploc at mm-hmm. all, but... And I like that there was different sizes because I'd hate to have, like, a giant one for, bag for, yes. like, my charade cards, but right. I stuck, like, our apples-to-apple cards mm-hmm. in one little thing, and I just feel like I have so much more space on the shelves that can fit so much better... So Are I you feel putting all the it. bags into like some sort of bin that you can bring down? So so that I they're not spots. just a pile have, of bags. So I, in the living room, in that one cabinet, mm-hmm. I have toys on the bottom, and then there's one shelf that's like these are free for all games. Any kids who come over can get these games down, but mm-hmm. then the higher ones that kids couldn't reach anyway are. They have to like ask. So some of my left in boxes because they just make more sense to be in a box. Right. I didn't do all of my games, but some of my left out. But then in my school room, I have a similar, the same cabinet. Uh-huh. And on the top shelf in there is where I have puzzles and like school educational games that mm-hmm. I am in charge of getting down. Kids yes. are not going to have access to I them. I keep those in my bedroom. Yeah. But then I feel like I needed them to be like where I'm actually going to get them down. Yes. Like where... I'm in the middle of school with one kid, and I'm like, oh, here, yeah. let me grab you a puzzle real quick. Like, right. they need to be right there, or I might as well just throw them over in the garbage. Like, yeah. Because I'm never going to get them out otherwise. But I also don't want those to be things that, like... And if one gets out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't even know what your question was, but that was my answer to it. <laughs> and I, I asked you if you had a bin or something that you were putting oh. the bags in so onto your shelf in my so that school, you could... In my school cabinet, because I have so many, like, smaller bags of, like, random yeah. school games, I have a basket that I accidentally bought once that fits on my shelf, and I threw all of the school games in there. But in the other one, there's, like, a skinny shelf that I put most of the bags that any kids can get, and they, the bags lay flat on the shelf, and it's fine. I think so. I've decided I'm going to do it. A tour of my house with all the brown town kids and lay out the rules of what things they're not allowed to touch mm-hmm. no i think that's great so that it's a clear lately everyone's been playing over at my house a lot because they're not down at the johnson's melissa's like getting ready to have a baby then your kids aren't playing a lot and so they've been at my house a lot and we're like in the middle of like trying to do you all and we're like implementing new new rules like you can't walk on the furniture so I just feel like I'm this big like mean grunt grumpy like especially because there's like a bunch of Johnson kids over today and I'm like trying to clean my floors because I didn't get it done before physical therapy oh. and so I'm like I had gone on a walk then went to physical therapy now I'm trying to like finish cleaning my floors I already have everything all the chairs stacked like where it's like I have to just finish it I can't mm-hmm. and I'm like you stay in the living room but don't home. be on the couch. But don't stay and don't on the take couch. down any games. I'm in the middle of organizing my games, so don't touch any of it. Everyone just sit there quietly and be like, "We're thirsty." I'm like, "Sorry, the floors are wet. <laughs> you can't get anything to drink." Go to your house if you want to drink yeah. six doors away. Yeah. So. Yeah. But so I think there should be like a a a tour of house rules because I feel like for the most part, kids like the Johnsons kind of know because Melissa 
sets more expectations. Well, also, her the rooms that they're in yes. are the two main rooms of the house that you can see all the time. My problem is in the basement. You don't know what kids are doing down there. and So all of a sudden, kids have gone and gotten stools and gotten the games that are in the highest cupboards that I think, well, they're not going to get them out of here because they can't even reach them. And yeah. I find Cal on like a stool being, yeah. oh, I'm going to get this game down. And it's like, oh, no, you're not. Yeah. But I, I don't even know. It's after the right. fact. I'm like, why is this everywhere? They're like, I think the little kids got it out. Yeah. And so. I think, I think that is a good idea. It needs to be like a, just because you can figure out a way to do this. Yes. Doesn't mean you are allowed to or mm-hmm. should. We have two bookcases down there too that just reorganize all the books and I really don't mind if the bot there's a couple of bottom shelves of more younger kid books that if they want to get them out and look at them mm-hmm. that's fine but have the rule and reminder of if you get a book out then you need to put it away mm-hmm. and yeah so you know all those basic rules that we all agree are rules of our houses but are not always implemented and enforced and Especially if there's no one around to be enforcing it. Right, and, and especially reminding. when you're, at least for my family, especially, like, we're coming out of a season of, like, mass chaos in our houses and how it has looked and how it's functioned and how things have, like, how well they do their chores, everything. Just right. because it's just been survival, like, I don't care what you do, figure it out level. Yeah. I feel like having, like, a, okay... A regrouping. So, this is what this should be like and what this should look mm-hmm. like and how we should do this chore. And, yeah, so yeah. feel free to give my kids a pep talk at the new rules at your house that aren't really new, but my kids might need refreshers on. I do feel like we still have three downstairs couches that the kids are welcome to all come and jump on. Mm-hmm. But it's been a real struggle. I am sure because I feel like your kids jump on the couch all the time. Yes. It's like they don't even, and even now, I'll like be watching them jump on the couch, forgetting that this is a new world we've made. And I'm like, oh, right, Cal, you don't jump on the couch. And he's like, oh, can I do this? And he'll like hop down. And I'm like, well, you can, but you can't do the like starting from standing part. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my couch used to be jumped on all the time, which is how it got broken. Right. Why we needed a new one. So. Yep. Yeah. It's a good rule overall, but also hard to break the habits when you have a lot of little kids, especially. And it's just been. And it's a struggle when you have, like, an Mm 18-month-old who's going to stand on the couch and going to be jumping like holding the back and those types of things and it really isn't inappropriate of them because they're little yeah it's like difficult sometimes to know when does it cross that line from this is okay to now like you're too old i feel like there's a lot of things like that yep there's like the i still don't know exactly the age and exactly the but the intentional like like getting down and playing with Legos at church. Like, mm-hmm. like there's an age where that feels appropriate. I think we 
usually it's around five-ish, but I don't feel like it's this hard and fast, like... Well, I think it's similar like, to, like, when should you start spanking your child? Is, like, when do they know... Right. I, I'm, like, I don't necessarily... I don't feel like it's right for me at this point with Boaz being two months old to, like, spank him over... Like, right. that's not appropriate. But, like... Where is that line of, like, they know and they're in sin and need to be corrected? And that is different for different people. You can't have, like, a it has to be at 12 months right. on their first birthday. You start saying, like, it's just Right, but it's just difficult for a when, lot of when these there's aspects. those blurred times where it still kind of seems appropriate, but it kind of seems inappropriate, and it's hard to lay the, mm-hmm. like, I mean, similarly to, like, Reuben and having a pacifier. It's like, well... He's like 19 months. How old is he? 20 months? 20 months because Pax is almost 21 months. Okay. And like where it's just like some of these things have just become normal. Like yes. it's just what you are normal. Like so like you have to almost like go out like think about it outside of like from yes. an outsider perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that for like a lot of these things like even seeing my kids jump on the couch is like even think about it until I have to think about it from a different perspective of like oh yes speaking of kids crying <laughs> and pacifiers why we use a pacifier oh so anyway that's all I got I don't know what this episode's gonna be about so far well I don't know if this is encouraging to other people or discouraging to other people, but we're still, again, still back to... This is going to be discouraging. (laughs) Not knowing what we're supposed to eat in life and... Yeah. And I think for me, it's not just what do I eat or not eat, but it's also what do I move or not move? Like, there's also like a physical activity aspect in addition to the food aspect that just feels like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my body and it just feels so broken because you don't want to hurt your body more but you know but you have to like push yourself you know that in order to get it no pain no gain well right and especially with what your body has been through the level of yes I feel like I've lost all strength all muscle tone everywhere in my body that it just feels like we're starting from such a deficit to like just get to like a normal level that add that to like the how long should I do intermittent fasting when I am eating what should I eat or not eat and then I feel like I get to certain weekends are the hardest for me where I'm just like Mm -hmm. whatever (laughs) well it is I think there's a well whatever aspect of it but there also, for me at least, there is an element of, of, from a, almost a theological perspective of, there is an element that God created meals, food, drink, celebrating, mm-hmm. to be enjoyed and right. to give him glory and they're not to be idolized. And it's that it's that fine line, that balance all the time where we need to not be finding our delight in them alone, Mm -hmm. that we need to not be going to them for our comfort and our joy. But at the same time, 
having a meal with your family that you have bread and dessert and wine, Mm -hmm. there is an element of being able to glorify God in that. Right. Yeah. But and how does that look? Again, it comes back down to like what we're talking about with like kids and ages and of like, what does that look like and what's the appropriate amount? And it just feels like all way too much work to have to like sort out and right. be what I'm over. Co- right. What I'm coming back to, which is what I always come back to, is being intentional and prayerful over mm-hmm. it. And sometimes it means being prayerful over it and not feeling conviction really one way or the other and having the freedom of like, yeah, it is okay to have that peanut butter oatmeal, even if I'm trying to not have grains or, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. it's not like this, well, I really felt that the Lord was leading me to eat it or that I wasn't supposed to. It's just like, well, I don't know, but right. it's not the end of the world. and But also not being like, I know for me sometimes I'll go so like strict or extreme that then I have this like poor me attitude like if I'm not going to get to enjoy anything I'm not going to make it enjoyable for anyone else and like I don't like I'm not going to care about a dessert because I can't eat dessert yeah so why am I going to like make my family dessert like where I feel like we try to just have like Saturday Sabbath dinners as like not that my kids don't have desserts other times they very much do and just naturally that just there's happens. birthdays and parties yes. and other and random potty trainings and which yeah. involve candy so but it just feels like i i want I, sh- I want my kids to like look forward to sabbath and the weekend of getting to have to not feel like i'm only making a dessert and a nice dinner because we're having people over but i'm putting this energy into cleaning the house and having a nice dinner and dessert just for them and our family. Right. Yeah. So I feel like... For me, it comes... The most difficult is allowing myself to enjoy it moderately. And... Yeah. Not be like, well, since I decided to eat a cookie, I'm going to just have 18 of them Mm -hmm. since I might not have the cookies next time. It's, you know... (laughs) Yeah. It can be really hard to be like, I am going to enjoy this and I'm going to enjoy one... And I'm going to be satisfied with one, mm-hmm. and it's going to be fine. Yeah, for sure. But. Yeah. In other news, I am 12 weeks today. Oh, wow. So, your second trimester really starts at 14? I don't know. I know. I, is... I hear everywhere from 12 to 14. Yeah. Which, 14 doesn't, it kind of makes sense if you take off the. First, well, if you take off the first four weeks and like you because you find out at four weeks, technically then it's you, supposed to be like thirteen weeks and I know three except, days. But if you, if you right, if you count it from the like end, like the end right. of your the first day of your cycle, yeah. but yeah, so I feel like it can kind of be anywhere within there because if you do just. When do you the... normally start feeling better? Around now. Okay. So we're in the upswing. Not that you yes. still won't have bad days and bad times. And I am really figuring out. It has probably happened four times now that I've missed drinking my 
pregnancy tea infusion for two days in a row. And always the day after I miss it the second day. So like the third Do you third remember day. that happened to me too? And I remember Melissa. it happening to Melissa too. Yeah. It, but it was always a, do you think it could be because of not drinking the tea? And I feel like it feels like, well, no, surely... Yes, a quart of tea a, a day isn't making that drastic of a difference, especially if you're drinking it every right. day. And I think but missing for, two days would. I think for me, my pregnant like I felt so much sicker than any of the other times anyway, so it just felt like a ha- hard to really know. But I do feel like the times that you would miss it for a day or two felt worse. You were like throwing up then. Yes. Yeah. And it it is such a drastic difference. But it's happened enough times now, and the thing that I always link it back to is I didn't drink the tea for two days again. Mm -hmm. If I miss it one day, I feel worse the next day, but just slightly worse. Mm -hmm. If I miss it the second day, the next day I feel horrible. Is this your plug for you're selling your pregnancy tea? Mm -hmm. Did you decide if you're selling it or not? I mean, I I... Have been? Well, yeah. Anyone who wants some, I can... Mix it up and sell it for him. Well, here's yeah. your chance. I haven't figured out how much shipping it would be for people who want it shipped, but I don't know. All right. It is. That's your hot tip. For a 14-day supply. This is like not just like brewing a cup of tea. This is like it's a pregnancy infusion that you infuse for overnight. Yes. So it's a really like concentrated level of the and. When I say a 14-day supply, that's with drinking a quart a day. Mm-hmm. I drink a quart a day. I don't know if that's what you're supposed to drink every day or what. But you get 14 quarts worth of infusion mix for $10 without shipping. That's such so. a steal. I feel like you should be charging more than that. Meh. Let's edit that out. $15. <laughs> No, I'm happy with that. I want to make it accessible to people. And so. Yeah, it's great. And it tastes good because. I add blueberry wild child to it. Yeah. And I'm like, most people know this about me, but I'm a very picky person. And I like it. In the food arena yes in the food drink you've gotten much i have gotten better but i still feel like for the normal healthy-ish person i'm on the side you you versus me yes you'll like eat or drink whatever you have to oh yeah if there's like enough good benefit to it i mean i struggle with like fermented cod liver oil that's a struggle for me but if i knew it that was you were gonna doing it like, for like a reason, a specific purpose. I mean, I can't do it long term just to feel like I might prevent cavities or something. Like mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I can't get into that. Yeah. But, but most things well, I can, yeah. ha- I can handle. I'm, I'm just finally coming around to like swallowing 25 <laughs> pills a day. Yeah. Supplements, which is a big deal. I have to do them one at a time. I'm I have a really bad... I honestly feel like I admire you for I feel like for myself it's no big deal to take 25 pills a day because I can maybe have to break 25 pills into two 
Oh, oh my. But I can't. I could potentially <laughs> even do all of them at once. I literally can't even do two. I can't even I do and two so, capsules together. So for me, in one, I admire Tim makes fun of me because <laughs> my one pill, like how I have to do it, he always knows when I'm taking my pills because I have to like put it in my mouth, get a drink of water, and do kind of like a like a shimmy shake to like get it down, and then have to drink like multiple more sips. For that one pill, huh. times 25. Yeah. I know. Like, that's why I'm saying I really admire you because I don't mind taking that many pills because it's like... Yeah, you just like... Just take a handful yeah. and... No. Just no. drink it down and there you go. Yeah. Huh. Nope. Not quite. So, a lot of shimmying and shaking you're doing and every I'm getting, day. I mean, I feel like... I definitely am hydrated because of how much I have to drink per <laughs> Just pill. Just to take your pills. Yes. It feels like that's like all like, my well, liquids Well, I got today. my 80 ounces in today. Just in swallowing pills. <laughs> this is making intermittent fasting really easy yeah. because I can't fit anything else in my uh-huh. stomach. I'm yep. sloshing around. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, my uterus is giant as usual. Yeah. As usual for the last few pregnancies. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say it keeps getting more giant each one ever since after the twins. I know for sure with Brinley, who was my fourth pregnancy immediately after the twins, I remember feeling like, oh my goodness, I can't believe how early I'm showing like seven or eight weeks. But I... I feel like it's just progressively gotten worse each time, which in that time, I've also had another 10-pound baby and 11-pound baby and a nearly 10-pound baby again. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that, and all my extra fluid that I have, I'm sure that doesn't, it's really, I think, I've decided, it's, yes, my uterus expands and grows really quickly, and also my stomach muscles just have zero integrity at all so the second there's any amount of anything happening they're just like oh bloop can't hold that that together Mm -hmm. we have no ab muscles like i don't feel like i have really bad diastasis recti symptoms when i'm not pregnant like when i get Mm -hmm. to the year mark after having a baby i feel like I feel like it's recovered, mm-hmm. but I feel like it doesn't, it just un, gets undone immediately, like immediately. Yeah. It doesn't take 40 yeah. weeks to become undone. It's just undone mm-hmm. already. So I'm trying not to get discouraged about knowing that I'll most likely get quite large again of my stomach, mm-hmm. carry around. A lot of baby again. Mm-hmm. I think watching Melissa right now. I feel like usually when we're closer together, mm-hmm. I, I, it's you're watching the end of it when you're already like in the middle of it, and mm-hmm. you know it's coming. And but I think it's definitely mentally making it like. Mm-hmm. Much worse, much sooner of like, oh no, 
Yeah, I feel like there's pros and cons to all the different yeah. ways we've been. I feel like different who goes first and how far apart and so many aspects of these of pregnancies together that have like have pros and cons because one one option is great for one thing but terrible for another and there's yeah. just so but many. But this aspect is really. Yeah. I feel like I'm just like oh, there's so many more weeks ahead of me. Mm-hmm. So long to be. And Melissa's been ahead of you before, right? Last time. She had Rosie in October right. and I had Paxton in January, mm-hmm. but it was it was closer. Like Yeah. It was really she I guess she didn't have Rosie till November, so Yeah. It's only two months. So I was already to the I was already also really big when she was really right. big. Yeah. And so it didn't feel like I had to Yeah. Think about anticipating it yeah. quite so much. Mm-hmm. But it'll be fine. It will be fine. Mm-hmm. And how are you feeling about? We haven't really talked about this yet on the podcast. Maybe this is a I whole. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Whole but episode. What are you opening up here? I mean, we we probably talked about it some before, like way before you had Bo, since our life drama and crisis is. We had an episode where we talked about that you weren't going to breastfeed him. I think it was mentioned and we talked about how we were going to talk about it. But then maybe we, we never, never really got around yeah, to Yeah, I don't really know. But you are not nursing Bo? Nope. First baby that out of the last, out of seven that I've not nursed at all. Right. You never latched him even nope. once. Nope. Gracelyn, you didn't nurse. She nursed for, for a long. couple weeks. Ultimately, she like got my pump. She nursed for a couple weeks, and then I pumped for like two months. So. And then she went to formula. Yes. After that, and, and donor, milk. donor milk. Yeah. How have you felt about the fact that so far, you've also used zero donor milk? I have some in my freezer. I've just not ever gotten it out for Bo. Because he's just doing so well. Right. I, mean, I I want to, and I plan to, and I have another friend of ours who offered to pump um, for Bo too. So, like, I I'm happy to do that. It's just you don't think about it when you're just like mixing up a bottle, and I just well, I do feel like there's some aspect also of not knowing, kind of like you said, he's doing so well, and not knowing right. what type of. Like, yes, you don't feel like your milk has been good for them, but also what other type of allergies and Mm -hmm. things. I have thought about the fact that obviously there can be slight variations in the batches of formula, like Mm -hmm. super slight. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you haven't had any of the guesswork of like... Is he reacting this way because something that was in the milk? So, but I have thought about like one bag, like one bottle a day, because I don't have a lot of donor milk. Just doing it just takes because it's so little. It takes more like thought of like doing that. But um, from that aspect, your postpartum recovery was very different. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I can't. In a lot of ways, I can't fathom what it would have been like to also have been, like, trying to nurse him or pump. or Like, it was already just so, like, with my foot. And 
doctor's appointment. It just felt like there was so much mm-hmm. going on. Yes. That there's no possible way I could have added that. But to this it. is your first postpartum. You haven't had mastitis. Yes, my first baby ever. That yeah, I haven't had mastitis. We were able to like get my milk to dry up without it ever going to mastitis. I was definitely engorged for a couple, couple of days. Yes. Um. But it never turned into mastitis, and I think I only pumped one, maybe twice. I think it was twice. Very small amount. Yes. Just um, to enough to relieve yeah. the, yeah. Um, and in some, so so in a lot of aspects, it's been great. In my if if you also, I I guess we should preface all of this with. I'm sure you can go back to other episodes. I don't know if we labeled them well Probably or not, not but. When, when we talk about this, I guess it's coming across very flippant that, like, oh, it's great. You didn't have to nurse. Yes. But Abby be some context has here. had every problem. possible problem yes. and very difficult time it's every time. It's very hard to nurse every time for me and for the baby. And they struggle with... I've had two of my kids on feeding tubes and others of them have all been one time or another failure to thrive, struggling with weight gain and just having a lot of issues in that, that way. But for a while, I think I thought it was a transfer issue that they could just couldn't, um, transfer my milk. But if it got into them easier, like last before Bo with Ruben, he, I pumped exclusively for him for 10 months and cut out all the top allergens and pumped for him for 10 months and he only took bottles and he still was failure to thrive and almost got a feeding tube. So and it was wasn't just like a... Just really, really struggled to eat. Yes. It was... It, it was... Uh, maybe I'm using this word too freely, but it almost felt traumatic. Yes. Every single time... He needed to eat. Yes, because it it felt like there's a bottle. It's coming out better, like easier than if you had to like nurse for it. And I'm like, he would be like arching his back. Yes, and And it's like this is when you're already cutting out like cut out all the top allergens. And I'm like pumping every two to three hours all day every day to get this milk for him after cutting out everything out of my diet and not eating anything but oatmeal. (laughs) Like it just was like. And yet still, you're losing weight, you're not having enough wet diapers, you're refusing to eat what you should be eating in a day, ounce-wise. And it just felt like, why are we doing, like, why am I having mastitis and cutting everything out of my diet and then going through all these things when it's not just like a, they just don't transfer milk Because it was very quickly after you switched him to formula. Very, it was around 11 months. 10 months maybe that I started doing the formula. Was and within it was a like, couple of days, a day, a couple yes, of days. It was within the week. It was a dramatic a, difference. A, a different baby. Yes. Yeah. So then we just, I, I think I had more milk in my freezer that I had pumped and was like, well, I'm just not even going to give this to him. And like, there's no sense in, like he's doing so well in the formula. So that was just what we started bow off from the, the get go. Right. And, He's done well with it, too, and um, so in that sense, it's been, it's just been so different, and I don't have all the reasons why, and 
I wouldn't suggest, like, I do think breast milk is best typically, and I do feel like it's something that is hard work, but you should work at it. Like, it, it isn't going to come naturally, and that doesn't mean you should not do it. But there are points in time that I feel like this was the right decision The system for Bo. is but broken, and... Even with that, not nursing has also caused problems. Like, it's sad to not be nursing him, but I'm also, like, inching away at my weight loss, but where normally I feel like I'm losing weight much quicker and it doesn't not even trying to lose weight at this point postpartum bow just turned two months a couple days ago and it's just I'm that it just falls off of me I'm not even trying at this point but I feel like I am trying now and it's like not coming off easily but I also I I it's not just because I'm not nursing I think that there's just a lot my body has been through in the last few months that since the accident and that it's just doesn't know what to do yes and so I know it's not just that but that does play a part in it and I've had weird like am I getting my period back am I just having postpartum bleeding multiple times since that like where I anticipate probably getting if I haven't already had my period back which I can't really tell for sure but I will probably be back sooner and having to like deal with that. Like there's aspects of it that aren't fun because I'm not nursing. Right. Yes. That wouldn't be the case of if I was nursing him and yes, for sure. Bottles are annoying to clean and yes, it's way more expensive. And the other going back to our like food prep situation, Tim was like, how much formula do we have on hand? And I'm like, one can. Oh my God. Don't even think. In my mind, I'm like, well, you never know. Maybe he'll start doing terrible on it. And we need to switch to his formula, and then we're gonna have like 46 cans of it that we can't. Right. You like, I yes. don't want to stock up too much. But then I like had a panic the other day when like my like Amazon subscribe and save wasn't gonna come because they just didn't have it anymore. And then I like searched other stores, and they're like, it was like low stock, and I'm like, oh no. So <laughs> I ordered an extra couple months worth just to like that's good try to like make sure yes i had that Um, but anyway yes i feel like i'm all over the place and food prep losing weight what are we eating what is my baby eating yeah so anyway yeah so i was just gonna ask you how you're feeling about how all that is going and i feel like from bo's perspective it's great like, I feel like he's eating well. He eats so much more than any of my other babies. And even, like, his schedule is so, like, predictable in how he eats. And I know he gets a full feed. Like, I'm never, like, did he eat enough? Did well, and not? even the process of feeding him, he's he not it great. acting like it's Yes, he'll take and... it from anyone. Like, and I know that might change as he gets older, but... Yeah, I mean, the biggest problem is his lip and tongue tie we haven't gotten revised, so he, like, leaks out of his mouth all the time, but, yeah. Hmm. So, I feel like in that aspect, it's going well, and he does a really good job with eating his bottles, and I know he's getting enough, and he's gaining weight well, and he spits up a little bit, but... This also helps to provide some context of, I mean... Aside from the fact that you just need to recover your body from 
having a baby and laying in bed for mm-hmm. six weeks. But I do think that it also shows a little bit of context of also feeling like the the weight and the urgency of wanting to recover your body. Yes, get my body strengthened again. And you want to be prepared that yeah. you don't want to dread another pregnancy mm-hmm. like looming in front of you. Because and no, it very well could be sooner than my normal because I'm not nursing. Right. And so that feels honestly at times daunting. Like yeah. I feel like I'm in the worst shape postpartum wise in my body and my weight and my strength and my muscles ever and it also at the same time feels like I could get pregnant at any minute like Mm -hmm. at any like any time I could be getting pregnant because I am not nursing and so it just feels that much more daunting but that much more like I have to I have to be willing to put in work and and hard work to do what I can to be a good steward of what I'm putting into my body and how I'm working and exercising and trying to strengthen my body. And that feels really daunting. But at the same time, trusting that like God is going to lead me in these things and he'll, he'll the be one the one who... Control yeah, and if he gives me a baby tonight, like... Maybe <laughs> 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 you know, I'm pretty sure what I you're meant. too exhausted for that. But like if that were to happen soon, <laughs> just... <laughs> no way to edit this. I know. Well, anyway, <laughs> I don't need to fill you in on the details. <laughs> um, yes, but that God is the one who to... opens and closes wombs, and I mean, going through the Bible reading challenge and rereading all these stories in the Old Testament. Oh, like that's. We have to believe that God does those things and he can close wombs and he can open wombs and he knows ultimately what. So I have to play the role of not just like sitting on the couch all day like, well, my body's wasting away. I have zero strength. Pass me the bonbons. Like that isn't being a good steward of my body. But I also know I can't go on like mile runs every morning right now. Like I'm barely walking. Mm -hmm. So I, I need to do things. But there's only so much in which I can do at this point in time, and I have to be patient with my body. And and that that God is trustworthy, and he is faithful. Yeah. And that he can give us things that feel impossible or hard, or he can graciously allow... I mean, he could allow this to be the furthest between kids you've ever had, which Mm -hmm. would feel illogical and feel like it wouldn't make sense and feel like what you're... Not what you're expecting, mm-hmm. but that he is ultimately powerful enough. Yeah, or he and... could have me get pregnant again tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it could somehow be, like, a great pregnancy where my body's not falling apart somehow, miraculously. Yeah, absolutely. Even though that also feels just as impossible. Or you could get pregnant Tonight! <laughs> And it, it could, could be horrible. Be, it could be a really hard pregnancy. Yeah. And he would sustain you through that as well. And yes. he would give you the grace that you, like, he would be gracious to you and mm-hmm. he would be your strength and your weaknesses and right. he would teach you and grow you and there would be aspects of it that would be beautiful and wonderful right. and would be a blessing Ultimately, to your I family. Can't, but... I can't pretend 
to know what, what would be best future, right. for my life. And that's why I have to trust God does. Mm-hmm. Now, there are things I do feel like I can take it, take control of to an aspect, to a, to a point, a limited point of like, am I going to eat cookies every night? That probably isn't wise. Probably but, isn't wise for any of us to eat cookies every night. Sure. Even I'm just if saying, but like, I don't, pregnant, so. but I do feel like there's a difference between like trying to be a good steward yes. of my body and like caring for it well and what I put into it and what I, how I exercise it versus like, sorry, I'm just not going to have sex with you tonight because I could accidentally get pregnant. Like there is a difference to that. Right. Like someone saying it's like not wise to be mm-hmm. trusting God with this area of my life. Yes. A lot of people probably would. But that's where I just feel like those are two different different things. Like, mm-hmm. God will be the one to open or close my womb, and I can do all I can do to try to prepare my body for if he decides to give me another baby, but ultimately, even, even how quick or slow my healing takes in my foot and in my weight loss and all of those things, like, I, I only have so much control over that, right? too. Like, mm-hmm. just, I could be eating all the right things and doing all the right things, but not be seeing the goals or the right. as quickly as I always want them to be. Right. Yeah. Yes. I do think that sometimes it's interesting how in these situations sometimes when we're pushed to even more challenging um like, we, like, there's bigger challenges in front of us as mm-hmm. far as trusting God with it. Like, we also have to surrender so much more and experience that trusting of what we're saying we mm-hmm. believe even more deeply. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing to feel like, of course I trust God with my womb, especially if you're, like, wanting to have a baby. Right. But even until that's you hard. don't right. have a baby mm-hmm. and then you're having to trust it the other way. Yes. Or when you really, I mean, I guess there's just so many aspects of it, but at times where it really can feel the most illogical and like it doesn't make sense the most, Mm -hmm. it can be also some of the sweetest times of really trusting. Mm -hmm. And I think I just had that experience right away from when we decided to trust God with our fertility. And that was when we, after we had Selah, who was like, in and out of the hospital, living on a feeding tube, having all of these, like, unknowns as far as her chromosome abnormalities and what that would look like and spending life in the hospital while we had two other little kids at home and, like, mm-hmm. finding out somehow in that time when we weren't even home at the same time because we were in the hospital, like, that we got pregnant with Calvary. It felt like that was our very first time of, like, surrendering our fertility and it felt like this is... From the world's perspective, this is the most unwise thing we could be doing right mm-hmm. now because right. it is a horrible time. But once April came and it was time to have Calvary, Sayla had totally stabilized. She was in like a great place health wise and she still had issues and things, but we had gotten into a good groove of like how to care for her and what to do with her therapies and different doctors. Like it just felt like we were in a completely different place. Right. That it really, by the time we were having Calvary, didn't really feel overwhelming. Like, it right. felt, like, fine. 
Yeah. And I would have never thought that that would be the case when we found out we were pregnant with Calvary. Mm-hmm. It, so it just feels like he, that was how he started our journey into like letting, like trusting him with it. That it just feels like yep. you, my Thinking body not feel to... strong enough at this point feels like a really silly like, oh, please don't give me another baby at this point. Mm-hmm. If that's what he sees fit to do, that that would be best. I can't pretend to know what life would be like nine months from tonight. <laughs> like... To know, like... It's a good thing Tim isn't going to hear this, like, in the next few minutes. Because true. he might get really hopeful. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, we've covered my sex life, mm-hmm. my game board closet, <laughs> my food. Yeah. Variety of topics. You're going to have to title this episode, because I got nothing. It'll be an interesting one. All right. Well, anything else to add to that? I don't think so. But yeah, <laughs> I think we're good. Great. Bye. All right, bye.